welcome to Marathon Time Breakthrough. I'm joined as usual by Dr. Dave Bird. Dave, how are you today? I'm very well, Mark. Thank you. Excellent. Now, you sort of floored me a few programmes ago when you started talking about camels and ostriches and pack dogs and that sort of thing. (laughs) And when we were chatting afterwards, you said a lot of people are really camels, but they want to be ostriches. Yeah. So how do you become an ostrich? How do you get that extra speed when you're Mm. training for a marathon? What I've broken down are a number of points here, for particularly the camels out there, mm. to, to overcome the fear and specifically get on with running some excellent sessions. And mm. first and foremost, technique. You've got to get your technique sorted. It's Really, it's a waste of time trying to improve your speed if, if you haven't got the technique mm. to do so because it's it's a double whammy in terms of, firstly... And most importantly, you're more liable to get injured because Mm. speed work is where you do get problems with torn hamstrings and Mm. all kinds of things, even stress fractures, etc. And secondly, you're you're missing out on the benefit. You know, the benefit of speed work is being able to run comfortably at a faster pace. Mm. And if your technique, we talked a while back about limiting performance barriers and things, Mm. and it's going to be an obvious performance barrier if your technique isn't up to the job. Oh, right. Yeah, that, that, that makes complete sense, actually. So, what's the answer? The answer is to get a decent head-to-toe technique makeover, and I do cover that elsewhere. And then once you've established that, there are some very useful drills you can go through because it's one thing mastering it in terms of understanding and quite another to actually kind of reinforce it in your muscle memories. And then what I do advocate, and anybody can easily do this, is regularly after your steady runs, Mm -hmm. doing what I call form repeats, they're more commonly known as strides. You're not straining and hurting yourself, but you're running fast, but in a very fluid, powerful way. Mm. And that's a good way to reinforce the speed you need for these, these faster repeat sessions. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so technique is obviously important. Yeah. What's next on the list? Yeah, what is also very important is before you get into any serious speed work is to marathon-proof your body um, in earlier phases of your marathon campaign Mm -hmm. so that you can take on what are very marathon-specific sessions. When we start talking about faster repeats, often on a track, you know, these are quite advanced sessions, really, Mm -hmm. and you will want to take the opportunity to strengthen your body, maybe do some what we call speed play, fartlek sessions mm-hmm. on parkland where, where you're just literally playing with these different speeds in, in a less kind of formal environment mm. and, and building up that physiology and that adaptation. And that will stand you in good stead to make you better able to cope with the, the speed work. Excellent. So we've got technique, we've had marathon, marathon proofing your body. Yeah. What about beforehand? Is there any sort of uh, preparation you need to do? Prepare your body by having a very decent warm-up. Mm. And what I advocate is what I call dynamic warm-up motion exercises because stretching when you're relatively cold isn't a good idea. Mm. You're more likely to do more harm than, than, than good. So take your body through the various ranges of movement that you're mm. going to need for your session in, in, in a controlled, dynamic way. But even before that, if you are doing a faster repeat session, more so than if you're just doing a steady run, Mm. it's important to get a good night's sleep because this is a more challenging session. It's one of my key 
marathon specific sessions mm. and it's one that can't be taken too lightly on four hours of sleep mm. and also dehydration you, you want to make sure that you're properly fueled and hydrated mm-hmm. to be able to cope with the rigors of, of, of that kind of session excellent so obviously preparation is good but how about starting the race itself not only mustn't you start a race too fast mm. But it equally applies to these faster repeat sessions because mm-hmm. if you are starting the session too quickly, you are unlikely to stay within the target pace range mm. for the faster repeat workout because each of these types of session have a number of different ranges that you need to meet. Mm. And there's a specific pace that hits the sweet spot. Mm. And then you've got a kind of fairly narrow range around them. Mm. And if you're kind of banging on the first rep and exceeding, you're really pleased with yourself because you've exceeded it by seven seconds or so. Mm. And then you're struggling to maintain that pace throughout. Mm. Then it's a failed session. I'd probably rather you started the session at the lower end of the pace range Mm. and you actually worked through that pace range for that session Mm. and got faster and faster until you went to the average and then maybe even finished off stronger. To me, that's the ideal session. Maybe the absolute ideal is just hitting bang on the target Mm. pace, bang, 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 if if you're a kind of robot. But if you're not, if you're a human being, you know, working up through... Is, is quite a good tactic. Okay, so obviously starting is important. Yeah. How about as you go through the session? It's important to stay relaxed mm-hmm. and to not be too concerned with one particular time. So mm-hmm. as long as you're in the range, mm-hmm. who cares whether it fluctuates up and down, frankly? Yeah. Um, just concentrate on the range. One of the problems of technology is people are too preoccupied with absolute numbers Mm. and less mindful of just kind of relative success and I would concentrate on being somewhere within that range but still using kind of rate perceived effort and how you feel Mm. to get the pacing right and as long as you've got those things dialed in Mm. the numbers will take care of themselves. Excellent so we've looked at preparation we've looked at starting we've looked at going through the, the session what's yeah. next not overcooking the recovery days right you've got to respect that you've just done if it's faster repeats you've just done a very advanced key marathon specific session yeah and that needs recovery and the session is only part of the fitness gain story mm. if you're not able to give yourself sufficient recovery you're denying yourself the, the fitness benefit you deserve from all that hard work. Yeah, that's very true. All right, so we've looked quite thoroughly there at sort of right the way through yeah. the, the, the session, how yeah. it started and so on. What other mistakes do people commonly make? What if that recovery day coincides with a club night? What I often find is people go down to the club with very good intentions mm. And what should have been a club steady, a club recovery run or a club social mm. turns into club, what I call club status. And, uh, <laughs> I'm faster than you are. I've even invented a, a cartoon character called Club Clive. And this sort of avatar has him racing towards the club hut mm. well ahead of the opposition. And mm. to be fair, you know, that is his glory day. But he goes on to run a terrible marathon because he's overcooked his, uh, his recovery day. So we've got Club Clive, yeah, who's really abusing his club session. Yeah. There's also the possibility that people race too much, isn't there? Absolutely. I'm glad you hit on that because as well as Club Clive, 
is yet another one of my 26 um, cartoon characters all committing marathon sins is is Keen Kevin. And and Keen Kevin enters the Trivial 10, you know, when he shouldn't, or he should be not over racing anyway in Mm. the Trivial 10. And this is where you've got to be smart with your racing because Mm -hmm. if you're doing a lot of faster repeat sessions and and a fair amount of speed work, Mm. then you need to choose your battles carefully. And far too many people go all out in their practice races Mm -hmm. and they lose the the sense of meaning of the word practice because Mm -hmm. yes there are great opportunities to do a half marathon and a 10k Mm -hmm. and get a time that is good on a personal basis but can also be used as a predictor for your marathon success but there are also great opportunities to say enter a half and specifically work on marathon pace and just run that deliberately your goal marathon pace and test out a few fueling strategies and you know how you pick up water at the water stations and all that kind of stuff Mm. and thereby protect yourself for the upcoming faster repeat session Mm. without over racing okay so over racing is obviously a no-no yeah what else is something that needs to be looked at prescriptive scheduling what i call setting a schedule however well-meaning it is and however Mm. well targeted it is to your marathon and then sticking to it come what may and the problem with that is there will be days when you will be better off switching Mm -hmm. that faster repeat session over to even a recovery run possibly even a rest day Mm. um, but definitely not doing a faster repeat session in fact in my smart scheduler i give the people um, that use it the opportunity to switch from some of these harder sessions to say a fartlek run mm-hmm. where they just play with the speed just to cover that eventuality mm. so there's inbuilt flexibility there's inbuilt you. flexibility absolutely mm. absolutely okay. and that kind of brings me on to my last point mm. which is we have to respect that we've all got super busy lifestyles mm. and sometimes the logistics would favor doing something easier if you've, if you've got a week where you're traveling away for work for example you don't know where the local course is for doing a harder session mm-hmm. then you're better off switching the schedule for that reason yeah so you've got to be very mindful of your lifestyle to summarize speed work is beneficial but like eating protein it has mm. to be done in moderation mm. and you have to be very careful not to overcook it and put yourself in a situation of excessive fatigue or even injury. You can grab your own free checklist covering 26 fast and easy ways to marathon-proof your running technique. I want you to have this because without good technique, you'll find it difficult to improve your speed by implementing the strategies we've been talking about. Depending on where you're watching this, you can get access below the video or simply go to the podcast area on marathontimebreakthrough.com and follow the link in the show notes for episode 10. Hmm, excellent. Well, that's, again, a whole range of super advice for the uh, dedicated marathon runner. Thanks again, Dr. Dave. Thank you, Mark.